now dig on this. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. All right, so um, you may have noticed that we've been uh, absent for the last couple of weeks. Yes. And that is because we have actually moved into a newer and better place. So, this is our first official podcast in the new place. Yep. The uh, And what an ordeal was to get this going. Uh, yes. Yes. Um... But we're here, we're ready, and we're ready, and we're... I shut down, I'm sorry. But we're here, and we're ready to actually start again talking about bad movies. And movies in general. So, let's get started. Yes. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> it's a new place. Yep, now Britain gets to say, let's get started. And the other thing. No, <laughs> you will not take uh, that away from me. <laughs> All right, so anyway, um, the movie in question, I'm oh, looking at you. Uh, <laughs> I, I plum forgot. It was, it was something about, it was like the... The, uh, the Devils? Yeah, uh, the Below or something like that. Uh, oh yeah, The Devil Down Below, I believe yeah. it was. <laughs> and... Oh, there is no, uh, not to, not to give too many spoilers, but, uh, Old Scratch doesn't make an appearance here. Uh, at least as far as, like, the classical Old Scratch. Um, uh, if, if that was Old Scratch, uh, nary, we'll, we'll get to that. Nary a pitchfork to be seen. No. Um, but, uh, we're just gonna give a brief overview, well, Britain is, or maybe I can. Oh. We're changing everything up here. So, yes, I'm gonna give it a shot. Alright, give it a shot. Yeah. No, I don't know what to say. Uh, no, so, basically what happens is, the movie starts, we, uh, we're in a mining town, or a coal mining town, uh -huh. and it, uh, some monster attacks a couple of coal miners, and then we flash forward, like, I guess maybe 20 years, something like that, because uh, I think they said it was in the 70s. Yeah, so, I guess... Like about 50 years. 40 some odd years. <laughs> so now we flash forward and there's this woman uh, leading a group of scientists on an expedition to uh, basically find this coal mining town again so they can study... Um, uh, like what the hell happened? Yeah, and I think they want to talk about like anthracite or something like that. Something like that. It was, I, it was I, bullshit. I, I think it was like unobtainium or, or you know, pretty much the... Uh, you know, the thing in Pandora in uh, Avatar. Yeah, you know, it was it was basically a... I can't say a MacGuffin exactly, but it basically just said, like, all right, it doesn't matter what they're looking for, it's yeah. just going to drive the plot. And, and when they... Uh, oh, go ahead. And uh, this mining town is kind of like that uh, other mining town in Pennsylvania uh, where Centralia. that's... Something like that that's been burning for the past 50 years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, there's this looming threat of uh, exposure to toxic chemicals that really never that really yeah. never showed up now um, that I think about it. Yeah, there's a lot of things that, uh, we'll get to it, but there's a lot of things that they like, like oh, look at this. How, how is this going to pan out? No, yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much. But, uh, so they get to this town, uh, they find out that um, the locals are basically very secretive and they want to keep them out of the town. Well, this was a neighboring town they visited. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. So the uh, the locals from the neighboring town want to kind of keep them out of this place, and it turns out because they're trying to keep the monsters that live in this uh, this mining town or this I'm sorry this uh, this uh, this collapsed coal mining cave yeah. or something, uh, they're trying to keep these monsters from getting out, and that's basically it. They're trying to survive with these uh, with these locals and uh, trying to fight these monsters back. Yeah, the they they find this sinkhole and you know, all these sinkholes have been kind of covered with electrified grating mm -hmm. and uh, the the team kind of goes you know finds the you know finds this big sinkhole and uh, turns off the electricity and and uh, pulls off the grating and uh, the, the the dipshit guy that was really a, a whiner the entire time gets pulled in and kind of disappeared uh, by something unknown and monsters the, yeah like oh go ahead and, and yeah they go down after him they look around they said oh the air is bad and then they go back up and they try and get away and 
the car breaks down in the most minor way possible, and they abandon it. Um, so, like, there's a lot to, uh, to get into, like, a lot of little points. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but for now, I just want to give a brief overview of how I thought of the movie, and, uh, and then maybe you can chime in. Uh, I'm sure people care about your opinion just as much as they care about mine. No, they don't. They don't care about either. Um, but... I'm gonna say that this movie was not very good, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It, you know, it is a standard modern horror with a, a slow burn in the beginning and then a quick wrap up towards the end. Uh, yeah. And uh, I didn't really mind it. Mind it. I didn't, didn't mind, mind it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. And. Uh, uh, I didn't mind it too much because it had it was empirical. They they were they were sending down probes and collecting data. There was one scene where they did that. There was I, one, I and it was it I was know. that according to Britain that was the the highlight of the movie. It was. I was Ooh, so excited. The that, scientific process. Like I, I was hoping that they were gonna analyze the. You know, they collected the data. And then they, I was hoping they were going to analyze the data, and then I hoped they were going to form a hypothesis and look to repeat the results. And the funny thing is, they don't even tell you what data they collect. It, it just says collecting data. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, it was, it was a bit, that was a bit of a letdown for old Britain. So, uh, it, the movie wasn't... Like said, the movie was bad, but yeah. it wasn't the worst. Like, it did start off slow, where I was kind of looking at my watch, and I'm like, alright, do something. Yeah. And then when things started, it was okay. Uh, even when things started, it wasn't great because there's a lot of, a lot of moments where, and we'll get in, this is where the car comes in. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of moments where you kind of you know, we looked at each other and it's like, this is stupid. Why are they doing this? This yeah. doesn't make sense. And as I've said time and time again, to me, it's not fun when people in a movie do things that that are stupid just to, I guess, kind of further the plot or whatever. Yeah, at least not. Uh, you're minorly stupid. It's f always funny when they do something so outlandishly stupid. Yeah, to be fair, the, the car moment, which we will talk about right now, like, yeah. that was, like, we, we kind of chuckled at that for a very long time. Like, that was yeah. a source of much amusement for us. Well, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the truck got, like, caught in a, like, a really small kind of sinkhole. Like, it was maybe, you know, eight to five to eight inches deep. And not to mention, like, it was one wheel. One wheel. Yeah, one wheel. <laughs> got and, stuck and in there. probably a four-wheel drive vehicle. Like, one wheel gets, you know, like, gets stuck in it, and then they're like, ah, well, that's it. Done with the car. Didn't even try. Didn't even try to back out. Yeah. It, it, it was almost ridiculous. Like, I was like, we were... I think just listing a bunch of different ways they could have resolved this. Yeah, I know. Like, these are scientists, aren't they? Like, why are they not smart? They're not problem-solver scientists. <laughs> they just collect the data. Yeah, we're not the, we're not technically scientists per se. We are just we're, the... We're uh, more interns. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, that's it for the car. Let's go. And yeah. I'm like, why? Oh, I know why. Because they need to be out in the woods. Yeah. Like... Uh, and that's you know, though in the a little bit in the movie's defense, uh, it, it would be uh, it would be a bit of an anticlimax if they just got in the car and went home. That's true, but I mean, there could have been other things that that stopped them. You know, like uh, like maybe not in their budget. <laughs> like they getting stuck in one pothole and that was it. They're like, all right, get out of here, guys. Called quits. But I don't know, like, um, maybe the, uh, when they get back to the car, like, the monsters have already, like, ripped it apart in places or, you know, taken the tires off. Maybe a roving gang of the, you know, like, <laughs> of uh, the monsters, like, you know, took the tires off to sell them. Ro like, in my head, when you, you said a roving gang, like, they were in, uh, motorcycle, motor motorcycles and leather coats. Like, uh, I, I... Swinging a one swinging a chain. Well, the leather coats, you know, that's exactly what I'm, like, <laughs> exact leather jackets, it says yeah, Hell's Hells. <laughs> like <laughs> hex demons. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's a uh, like like they're they're a greaser gang from the fifties. <laughs> in my in my head. And you know they like when they get back to the the, the car that they're the jeep rather. It's like it's all on blocks. Like you know the the cars <laughs> like oh well now it's what? A really bad area. Yeah, exactly. That, in that woods. And, uh, so, that's how, I guess that's how I would have done it. Um, but there are other moments where, uh, I think that we can point to where we're like, you know, this only works if you're stupid kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and 
as I've mentioned before, like, that's not a lot of fun to me because, you know, I like, I feel like a threat is more threatening if somebody's doing the absolute best that they can yeah. and they're still not good. It's still not good enough, you know? Yeah. And then there was a guy who who up and disappeared that we didn't know was gone until we said, "Hey, whatever happened to that guy?" Yeah, there was five uh, five people in the main group because um, there was the the woman who was leading them. She was kind of a yeah. uh, a we'll say a, a tracker, a trailblazer. Yeah. Um, and then there were the four scientists, and you know, at a certain point, when they're in the woods, they're running around the woods after the car gets stuck somewhere. <laughs> um, the monsters and- come out. Yeah. And. Uh, and you know the um, the locals they show up to save the day and everything. They hop on the truck and they drive away, and then they meet in the I guess the uh, in like the the clubhouse, and they're like, all right, now we gotta go there and we gotta you know find these these where these sinkholes are open so we can yeah. cover them up. And then they all start getting attacked, and one person sacrifices themselves, and then another, and they go into these caves. And the whole time, like I was like, wait a minute, what happened to guy number two? Like yeah. So, you know, somewhere in the... Like, we were distracted from the movie to the point where, you know, we were trying to, uh, you know, backtrack and figure out where, you know, where this... Where we... uh, Where this guy disappeared. Like, okay, I remember him. He was in the scene, at least in the (laughs) scene where uh, she was using the night vision goggles. And after that, I don't know where he went. Like, he might have been captured in a night vision scene, but I don't remember that happening. Yeah, it's it's I, like I thought he was Richie Cunningham's brother, <laughs> yeah, from Happy Days. He I, just went upstairs and never came back. Like I, I actually was thinking more of like um, that was the most fun part of the movie to me because yeah. it was like um, it was like the movie Clue, where if you really pay attention and notice in like certain scenes that somebody's not showing up, it's yeah. a clue to the end of the movie. And I was like, ooh, ooh, how long, when was the last time we saw him? Like, let's, let's see if we can retrace our steps a little bit. And then he kind of shows up at the end, like he's in yeah. a monster's den. He's like, yeah, I got taken. Yeah, but, but when? When? Yeah, you, you, you must have seen it, right? I got taken right. by the monster. Uh, if you looked close enough, it, it happened. Yeah, if you follow the uh, follow the clues, then you'll <laughs> notice that. Uh, <laughs> it was me all along. <laughs> and yeah, now we're getting to... Uh, Spoiler territories where we, you know, we kind of see the big baddie at the end, and it mm-hmm. was like this weird. Uh, I, I guess you know, for lack of a better term, it was like a queen. Yeah. Because they they gave an analogy of an ant anthill, and uh, it, it, it it was just kind of a yeah, yeah uh, just kind of a. a let, let, let me put you in your in the mindset of what this queen looked like because she had like a big worm back and everything. So I, it was hard to see because they they had the uh, you know drug vision from lo- fear and loathing on because <laughs> so you couldn't really see well. I think that was the the hide the, the crappiness of the yeah. effect. But like if you've ever seen Futurama and the episode where they visit the Slurm factory yeah. and there's just like a giant, you know, queen who's just spitting this Slurm out. That is basically what this thing looked like. And Only not as cool. Yeah. And they kill it by do- by Tom cruising a grenade <laughs> into the uh, into the queen. Well, like th- in, uh, what the hell is it? War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Well, well, we think that it's dead. I mean, she slumped forward and... Face planted. It, yeah, it, it, it was it was a comical thump she made. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, this is a uh, this is actually brings to mind another movie that uh, we watch. I don't think for the podcast, but you know, I was like, this has a very similar ring to it. And like, and I think there's lots of movies that follow the same formula. What's that? It's like, um, like all right, so there's a group of people, and there's always a group of people traveling somewhere. You know, when yeah. the movie starts, a lot of times they don't either know or like each other in the beginning. Um, and then they find, you know, some sort of legend or monster or, you know, area or something like that. Like some for, uh, you know, off the grid or or forbidden. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, they come across somebody who's usually, like, in charge of an area, whether it be the locals like this or... It's usually some old grizzled gas station attendant. Or maybe it's, like, even <clears throat> the government, you know, who's yeah. trying to keep an area quarantined or whatever. And then... Whatever they're looking for starts attacking. People start, you know, getting off one by one. Yeah. And then at the end, they're in the uh, the monster's den, and they either escape by blowing it up or something like that. I don't know. There was yeah. at least two or three movies I think we've seen that did that. There was like a, an alien movie, 
And there was that Wesley Snipes movie we watched that did the same thing, which also was Wait, an alien movie, I think. Which which Wesley Snipes movie was that? Um, the, oh, where he was like the hunter. Oh yeah, and the only good part of the movie. <laughs> and he was in there for like five minutes. Yeah. So now that we've talked about all the the, the weird little things about this movie, uh-huh. uh, let's. Wait, what would we do? Yeah, what would we do? What would we do? Not just for a farce, just like if we wanted to make this movie entertaining. Uh, it doesn't have to be scary, even though it's supposed to be a horror movie for Halloween. Yeah. So yeah. how would we do this movie? <clears throat> so I would, uh, yeah, alright. Go ahead. Firstly, like, the, the monsters, you can keep the monsters the same, but all of them are wearing tuxedos. Hmm. Tuxedos, that's... I don't know, I would... You don't like the tuxedos? No, I would change the monsters a little bit. Like, I'd keep the top half of their face, maybe. Maybe not. I would make them big slugs. I mean, if they're if the queen's a big slug, I'd make all of them just, like, slugs. They don't have to be slugs. Or they have maybe, like, you know, like, slug-like, uh, uh, travel. That's how they travel, by with their slug feet or whatever oh. it is. So, so everywhere they go, there's just a trail of slime. And that's kind of how they, you know, that that's one of the... The things like, alright, we gotta stay off this track because, you know, here they come. Uh, or they've been through here recently by judging uh-huh. how, you know, like... Uh, uh. They've been here recently, and then they look up and... Whatever, you know, whatever sound they make. Slug! And, <laughs> and they get eaten by a slug, and it's like a one, you know, again, like like most movies, it's, uh... They can die one off at a time. I, I thought slugs were very vegetarians, though. Um, not these slugs. <laughs> they're they're the uh, carnivorous slugs. That's why they got so big. They've been eating their their red meat. That'll do it. And so uh, carnivorous slug people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I do. Hmm. The the big first off, I do want the big queen uh, to be old scratch. Oh, the devil itself. Yeah, I do. Like uh, you can keep like you know how the the top half of the. Uh, uh, of the demon, or, or the the queen was, was had like a human-like torso. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, you can keep the rest of the slug queen and just have like, I imagine it's the Tim Curry Satan from the last oh, unicorn. Legend or legend, or, yeah. yeah. Not last, yeah, legend. And, uh, yeah, he, he's just, uh, you know, he's laying eggs and, uh, <laughs> and, and I have you now at last and, uh, you know, eating one of them I through his tube mouth. I kind of like it, um, but I'm gonna go off in uh, just a slightly different direction, All right. where it's just there's no slug bottom to him. He is, it's just Tim Curry from Legend Devil, like cloven feet, everything, okay, <laughs> like goat legs, all that stuff, and pitchfork, you know, and uh, and yeah, it raises more questions than it answers. Like, well, okay, he's the queen, then how how's he laying eggs? But you know, on the other hand, it's like. I'm the devil. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Like he magics with his pitchfork and just points in and just you know. I I like to think he has a throne. Of course. And he sits in the throne and connected to the throne is that big tubular okay. legging, like in uh like in aliens. Yes. Okay. Like how the queen was sitting on like some kind of uh, thing that had the tubes that were laying eggs. That's what Tim Curry has, but it's his throne. And uh, I'm not going to try and imagine how he connects to the throne. That's, it doesn't matter. That's that's up to the audience. But uh, that, that's how he lays his eggs. Like, like he'll sit there and grunt a little bit. I imagine they come in and they see him and he's like, yeah, he's on the throne. But imagine it's high up on like on top of the throne or I'm sorry, the throne is basically on top of this, you know, the big appendage like slug yeah. feet, you know, and he can get up and out of the throne anytime he wants. Like you can clearly see his feet, yeah. you know, and he's, but it kind of, uh, it, it transports him around like, you know, still on the throne, like a big wheelchair. Oh, so, you know? so the throne moves around, but there's like this, like this big appendage is, you know, this big slimy appendage also moves around to lay eggs elsewhere. Like, yeah, like, you know, it's coming out the bottom. So it's basically almost like he's piloting the, you know, the, the slug more than actually uh, doing anything else. But but it is kind of a part of him. Like, he's not meant to uh, to get off that throne. Like, you know, if he's pulled off the throne, he has to grow a new appendage. Okay, yeah, I can well, get behind it. With, oh, you know, the appendage grows the throne. <laughs> the, the, the throne is part of the appendage. It, it, it's kind of, like, it, it just ha- so happens to look like a throne. It's kind of like how butterfly wings look like they have eyes on them. <laughs> See, I was actually going to go a different route and say that, um, like, 
at the end, they, they're able to destroy the, the throne and the appendage. And you know, he's just chasing them on his goat legs and everything like that. Yeah. You know, Get back here! He, he does stumble for a little bit because... He's not his, used to it. Yeah, his legs atrophied. He's used to being, uh, you know, you know, slimed around on his slime ass. So, uh, like, once he's, it's clear that, uh, that, they, that they get away and he can't get back, he's like... Rrr. And he kind of just... Like a little thing starts coming out of him that's gonna eventually grow into the the throne again. Like you know, it's not pleasant for him. No, and he's more mad about the whole that he has to go through this again. Like I imagine he kind of pouts and sits like a uh, you know crisscross applesauce on the floor, <laughs> and then like the new throne starts to to form. Mm-hmm. And because it starts off as the throne, the oh. throne's first thing to form. Yeah, and and he's also like you can tell he's not overly selling it, but. You can tell he's uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, he's not howling in pain, it's just... Just a grimace and just discomfort. Yeah, well, you have to think, like, the the, you know, the Prince of Darkness has endured for worse pains than that. Yeah, he's been chewed for a while, yeah. you know, for a couple millennia. Yeah. You know. So, you know, you know, just, uh, you know, growing a new throne ass is probably the least of his concerns. <laughs> but he... He did the chewing. He wasn't chewed. Yeah, yeah like we don't know uh, what Tim Carey happened. Yeah, <laughs> unless we're implying that it's a, uh, you know, Judas. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Like Judas escapes through the, uh, the the mine shaft, and uh, you know comes up and he's the slug king. Hmm, that's very. Uh, you know, that that's actually an interesting. Uh, uh, angle because the movie did actually talk very very briefly about the idea that the um, the mining town was just purgatory where you have to atone for your sins. Well, they they brought up that uh, borehole in, in oh, the yeah. Soviet Union that was uh, it was like a I think they dug the largest borehole in the world like it's down uh, twelve kilometers and yeah. they said they reached hell. Yeah, so I, I, I think that they, you know, the movie was trying to go with this whole angle that, all right, you have to atone for your sins here before you can, like, you know, because that's what one guy says, like, oh, my sin was greed and everything like that. So it would make a little, it would make a little bit of sense if Judas Iscariot is like the slug king <laughs> uh, or the slug queen who's like, you know, just laying these slug eggs. Like, uh, yeah, I, I know what happened. He, it, it's either Judas Iscariot or Beelzebub. Okay. Like the, the the Prince of Flies has uh, has escaped and he's laying these eggs, hmm. and he has the he has the uh, thrown slug ass. So I, I want to say it's Judas Iscariot, but also now we can branch into bigger universes because Beelzebub is in a different uh, he's in a, he's in a different uh, uh, part yeah part of the world. Um, doing his thing, and eventually... Well, he's, he's running the Asian branch. Yeah, exactly. So eventually the um, the giant flies are going to have to meet up with the giant slugs, you know, to, <laughs> to battle for dominance. And, uh... Yeah, actually, it'd be kind of cool. And I think that the movie should end, this one, should end with them assaulting uh, the slug, and that's how they kill it. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, uh... I guess it, you know you don't really have a threatening species when when a can of salt when a you know like a can of salt can take out your leader. It's like sodium from yeah. the, from the one MST3K. <laughs> it's like ah like the whole the you know the neighboring towns don't have salt anymore because it's just run dry because people have been using it to defend themselves for years. Yep. And now then the slugs they know it. Turns out. The old mining, they weren't mining it for uh, coal, it was a salt mine all along. Yeah, that's, that, that's an interesting ass uh, that's, what, that's what they were mining in the neighboring town. And, and that's why, you know, the, the slugs, they, they came out there to shut it down and everything. Yep. Like, that would be, you know, that would be a good, to me, a, a decent twist. That would be a twist that I'd be like, huh, you know what? I can get behind that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That, that, that's organic. So, actually, this brings up a good question. What's that? Um, what would you consider to be one of the, uh, one of your favorite twists in a movie or, you know, <clears throat> TV show that, well, I mean, we all know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, for one, so I'm going to, I'm going to take fringes off the table just now. Okay. Yeah. Because that is, to me, like. That's the best twist. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. No, it's we're not, twist. yeah, we're, we're like, just go back to, we didn't even talk about it on any of our fringe episodes, so. Yeah. Uh, but what would be, you know, what would you say is a good twist? Uh, Planet of the Apes. Oh, that's a good twist. I guess we should not say what the twist is in any of them. Yeah. Um, but, and this is very, uh, 
very relevant because of this is a Halloween episode, but mm-hmm. um, I think uh, Saw had a, had a good twist at the uh, end, yeah. a really good twist. Yeah, that was a good one. And of course, the most famous one is uh, probably Bruce, uh, the uh, the Sixth Sense. The only good twist. Yeah. Of, of uh, Shyamalan's. Like, I kind of liked, I guess, a little bit in the next one, the next Bruce Willis movie. Yeah, oh, did, The uh, Unbreakable? Yeah, I yeah, thought that, that was an alright twist. That wasn't bad, and then Signs oh, had the, wor- the, the worst. Hey, we're aliens and we'll dissolve in water, so let's go to a planet that's 70% of its surface. You know, there, I'm sure you've heard the, uh, the theory. Uh, What's that? That, um... That they're not aliens or demons. Oh, really? And oh, and he's a priest. Yeah, and it's holy water that's killing him. So it's ah. not just all water; it's just the holy water because uh, you know, he's, a, he's a priest. That would be a better twist. I, I I really do think that would be, especially because a lot of the movie deals with uh, him going through a crisis of faith and everything, and you know, it, it would it would actually tie in better with what the movie was <clears throat> about and what it was trying yeah. to do, rather than. Like, what makes more sense that uh, a priest going to for uh, going through a crisis of faith after his wife died, um, you know, he encounters uh, demon like demons and is able to fight them off and finds his faith again, yeah. or a priest going through a f- crisis of faith that crisis of faith a crisis of faith <laughs> after his wife dies fights the aliens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, that is such a, such a weird twist, and that should have been the writing on the wall right then and there. Like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah, like, I did like the build-up scene where, uh, you know, it was uh, Joaquin Phoenix in the closet watching the... I don't know why he was in the closet watching the TV, but... Uh, and, and they they show the alien walk by. Yeah, that everyone, was actually scary. Yeah, I, I did like that. But the whole... Like, the whole climax was stupid. Where you know they're they're in the the basement and the alien spooks uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother and uh, and he has an asthma attack and then they just go up and start hitting glasses of water with a bat. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Um, I remember being uh, sucked into the movie at that first like uh, yeah. that, 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 like I said then and they I think it was like a Mexican clip yeah, or something. Yeah, it, it was like Mex- some se- yeah. And I, I remember being like you know like like oh this is actually this is really terrifying this is actually getting under my skin yeah How, where are they gonna go from here and i can tell you where they went down they went, yeah <laughs> it just went downhill from there like Shyamalan wrote himself in a corner like i really think that he wrote the first like you know half hour of the movie the build-up i think he wrote that when he was still young and fresh-eyed and like oh this is a fun idea and then he finished it after he uh you know, released a couple of movies and was like... And it has been just been... Yeah, after he released a couple of movies and been, been given praise. Yeah, and he was like, Huh. You know what? I'm fantastic. I'm really good at this. I'll finish this movie. Signs. Yeah, yeah. And, ooh. Ooh, I know. And the aliens will come down and it will be scary. The aliens are scary. Click, 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 click. And, uh... Ah, and they're allergic to water. I don't... Wait, Why? What, what do you mean? Why, why are they allergic to water? Water kills them. Also, I like that these these beings who could, uh, you know, travel light years, uh, you know, to to get to Earth couldn't couldn't figure out how to get out of a pantry door. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, like maybe they just weren't very smart of the. Maybe they're just their first wave. You know, they're just grunts. I, I, I guess. Like, you know. Uh, Earth invented, you know, we've been to the moon, but if you lock me in a closet, <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to figure my way out of it if you I, nail it up. I, uh, they did. I think they just put a, a chair in front of it. <laughs> they're weak. They're weak grunts, too. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe it's, you know, they're so used to automatic doors that a, a door you have to function yourself is just, you know, out of, you know, out of uh, the, the realm of reason for them. Actually, this actually brings to, to mind... Uh, well, an interesting concept for a movie. Well, like, yeah. we can even make it a sequel to Signs, if we will, where um, it turns out that these this first wave aliens come through. Like, they're just grunts, you know. They're, they're like the Marines, the first to go and the last to know, you know, everything like that. All right. Um, and then a second wave is the like the scientist aliens, you know. <laughs> and yes, they are all wearing lab coats. Of course, of course, they can't not be. <clears throat> but um, 
their thing is not so much as just uh, forceful attack, but it's, you know, their their reasoning, you know, they are, yeah. they're they're like they're almost MacGyvering their way in now the situations. <laughs> Uh, that would be actually a really fun idea for a movie to see an alien invasion with smart aliens that are again they're not just uh, they're not just coming to conquer like they're trying yeah. to reason their way through things and and everything. that'd be awesome. Did they ever really discuss what the motive of the aliens were? Like they they, they did they come to the planet for anything other than uh, other just, than to die? Yeah, because <laughs> because I what if they just wanted directions? <laughs> like no one, no one tried to talk to them. Like, like they just uh, shouted at them and shot at them. Yeah, like it's uh, yeah, the first, the, you know, the first time uh, Mel Gibson came, you know, confronted one of the aliens. He just, you know, threw acid at them. <laughs> like didn't try to com didn't try to communicate it with them at all. Just start batting acid right in their face. That, that would be again. That'd be a funny idea to do it from like the other point of view. Like if um, almost like a Twilight Zone esque yeah. twist where the uh, like we're the aliens going to another planet and we're like. All right, all right, fellas. Um, I come in peace. Ah, <laughs> like I tried to 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 blast uh, all, all the telepathy I could, but you know he wasn't answering me, and then he just threw acid in my face. It's a like oh, you've had a tough day, Ron. Uh, what actually brings to mind um, another twist? I'd say might be one of my favorites, which was on. from uh, the old Twilight Zone. Uh, there's so many episodes to choose from that have really good twists Did, in them. Yeah, Burgess Meredith. No, it's not spoilers. A spoiler, not a spoiler. Um, but uh, there is an episode. Uh, the, I think it was called the the Invaders. Um, that was one of the first Twilight Zones episodes I really saw back when I was yeah. in uh, when I was uh, in the Air Force, and I, I liked the twist so much that it's forever like stuck in my head. Again, I'm not going to talk about what it is, but I do think. We should talk a little bit about the Twilight Zone because I think it's a show worth talking about. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I know they recently tried to bring it back with who? Jordan Peele. Yeah, it was Jordan Peele. And uh, I heard it's. It wasn't as uh, well received as the original Twilight well, Zone. Of course not. And I, I think the uh, you know the the runner modern runner up is uh, Black Mirror. Black Mirror, yeah, which is kind of why when they said okay Jordan Peele's going to do a new Twilight Zone. And, you know, it's going to focus more on, I guess, current uh, things that we have, you know, like technology yeah. and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but there's already a show that does that. Yeah, That's I know. what Black Mirror is. Like, you don't need to... You don't need to. Yeah, exactly. And because I've seen some Black Mirror. I like Black Mirror. Mm -hmm. It's okay. But it's not something that I would... Uh, that I've watched a lot of and I'm even interested to watch a lot of. Yeah, it didn't It didn't scratch that itch. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I think it was the pig one. Oh, I like that one, actually. Prime Minister. <laughs> That's the yeah. first episode. Yeah, I remember, I think I watched that, and then I watched the uh, the the guy on the bicycle. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the workout one. Yeah, and I think, okay. I think I watched this, and I'm like, you know, I'm good. Yeah, I've uh, seen enough. I, 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 they, they're all right, but it, it's not, like, it just gives me anxiety and depression. So, on that note, what would be, like, let's, 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 let's brainstorm right here. Let's uh, try to make a uh, Twilight Zone type of story and we have to have a really good twist but here's the thing here's a challenge to see if this works all right um we'll keep on you know we'll, we'll talk about a setting story and everything else and right. while we're discussing it both me and you will think of in our heads in our minds right. what the big twist is and when we come to the end of the story we'll both reveal what our twist is going to be uh, okay uh, all right so let's just start with like generic setting for for both of these uh, or for it's going to be the same story all right so let's just right. think of a generic setting uh, that we can think of all right uh a uh all right uh, let's say the great uh, the uh, okay Oh, okay. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say the town hall in a in, in the 1950s during a uh, like a, a PTA meeting. Okay. How about um, we take part of your idea? Town hall during the you know during the Dust Bowl. All right. And um, is that it's sort just of a bunch of farmers in there kind of going you know going to the mayor saying, "Well, what are we gonna do, mayor?" Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So that's our basic setting. Um, All right. So now we know where we're at and what the time is, and it's actually a very pressing issue for these. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people, yeah, people weren't happy. And 
I would say they're downright depressed. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Alright, so our main character, we're gonna call him, uh... He's a farmer, of course. Yeah, uh, let's say... Uh, uh... Give me a moment, uh... Okay, go ahead. Hold on, uh... Farmer Slop. Uh, Jethro McMillan. Jethro McMillan. Alright, Jethro. That's a good name. I like that. Um... So that's where, you know, that's where we come in. And I'll, like the Twilight Zone, they would always kind of uh, basically start off you know, like we're in the middle of the action almost. Yeah. You know, like, um, like, uh, okay, so there's, you know, uh, there's a dinner going on or there's a party or something. Yeah. And then, like, the inciting incidents happens before we even get to the, you know, before we even get to the first commercial break, you know. The, yeah. We, so, like, picture, if you will, the Dust Bowl. Old Jethro McClinton, what was his McMillan. name? McMillan. is... Wondering about his the future of his crops, and then now the inciting incident is. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say a snake oil salesman comes in and has mm. the perfect uh, solution. Okay. Like he has like uh, uh, just a couple of drops of these will will bring your crops back to life. All right, so um, like people are kind of and he, uh, he has, takes he has a little. Yeah. Yeah, a little demonstration. Yeah, he has a little flower bed or something, or a flower, like a little pot. And he pours a couple drops in, and like yeah. a sunflower grows almost immediately. <laughs> All right, folks. All right, step right up and come. Uh, I'm just outside of uh, just outside the town hall. I've got my stand set up. And, uh, and it's really expensive. Like, people are mortgaging their farms in order to buy these. I got a better idea. Uh, I do agree with you. Very expensive, but he's not interested in the money. All right. He wants, um, he, he wants body parts. Okay. Or souls. Actually, the soul is too, too, you know, too, too overdone. But, you know, maybe uh, a thumb. <laughs> uh, maybe, uh, like, uh, their daughter's firstborn. Like a Rumpelstiltskin. Okay. Something, something like that. Okay, okay, I like this, I like this, you know. And, um, now... Or, or uh, they have to promise their, ah... I okay. get it. Okay. Uh, there, he, uh, like, like, what's an old timey weight limit, or, or like uh, a stone, or yeah, something like. Or uh, I got it. He, uh, in exchange for the the plants, like he uh, says, I require at least one hectare of your crop okay. output. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty big, but Jethro has, you know, a lot of land. Mm-hmm. And he gives him the, so he gives him the, like, little... Like, he signs the agreement. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so now I imagine that Jethro takes, you know, this is about mid part of the episode. Yeah. Uh, Jethro takes, uh, you know, takes the, um, takes the, the magic juice back home and he... Uh, and I imagine he, there's like the irrigation pump. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know, I don't know if they had those back then. I, I'm gonna assume they had, like, an irrigation pump. Yeah, well, for the purpose of our story, that's yeah, just how right, it's gonna be. Yeah, because I don't know how they watered their crops back then. I doubt it was a bunch of people with uh, watering cans. <laughs> but Irrigation's been around since, like, the Mesopotamia, <laughs> yeah, I think we'll find. Since society formed. So yeah. let's say he has an irrigation pump, and <laughs> uh, he just has to put a couple drops in, and, uh, yeah, and, and, uh... He, all of a sudden, like the next day, he sees his crops growing. Okay, and they're like they're they're great, you know, sky high. Like the... not not the next day, but like over the coming weeks, it's the best crop output he's ever had. Okay, and like uh, I'm actually thinking, the more he, the more he uh, collects it, like you know, he, he's he's collecting the crops almost as fast as they can grow. That's how good uh -huh. of a crop output it is. Uh, well, he you, know, you there's only you only collect during harvest. Sure, but these are magic. This is like a magic. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, that's how it works. I think he's just. It's getting bigger and bigger, and he, he's. Uh, he's seeing. Uh, like he's seeing how much he's gonna grow. He sees how much he can. He's gonna be able to sell, and uh, you know he starts uh, kind of buying his buying frivolously, thinking of all the money he's gonna get, and then uh, harvest season comes, and. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm ready for the twist if you are. So you're ready for the twist? All right. So I have a couple of twists All in right. my head that I want to do, but I'm going to go with the, uh, like, I'm going to, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to go with, um, uh, I'm going to nail it down and pick one. So All go right. ahead. You go first. Come harvest season, uh, like, yeah, the day before harvest season, uh, it's the, 
like the crops look beautiful. Like he, he like he's gonna, you know, the next day, uh, he's gonna go in his big tractor and uh, like and pick, you know, have uh, the the farm help uh, pick yeah. all the crops, and he's gonna sell it to market for the biggest. Uh, the biggest bundle he's ever had and then the next morning he looks and all the crops are dead except for one hector okay um see i don't know how how much a how much a, a hectare is i don't know I, don't um, I think it's it's pretty uh we don't have an alexa unfortunately to, to yell yeah. at so like uh like how many pounds would you say a hectare is well a hectare would hectare, be in a hectare oh well, a hectare is a uh, it's not, it's not a, a weight. It's a, like, it's kind of like an acre. Okay, I, I was, I was, my question was, like, how many pounds would you say would be in, like, an, an acre or in a hectare of crops? Uh, well, what do you think the crop is? Corn? Sure. Uh, let's see. A hectare of corn? Let's say, let's do a nice round number of, let's say 10,000 pounds. Okay. So, um, so that's definitely not... Where my where my uh, twist was going, um, uh, okay. So um, I guess I'll go. Uh, I'll tell a couple of my twists, but I thought the main one was going to be like you know I might even lower it to something like you know all I ask for is you know one uh, you know uh, one blah 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 like you know a small patch of his crop that like maybe yeah. warrants like you know like uh, be like almost like a hundred pounds worth of corn basically okay. or 150 pounds or something like that he's like oh, I just want a 100 pounds of your output kind of thing right. uh, you know 100 pounds of your you know your 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 your, your harvest and uh, when he comes to collect he doesn't want the crop he wants his kid that's the hundred pounds worth of harvest that he's taking oh you know, that's the exchange and um yeah, that's my twist. All right, because his harvest is his child. Yes, exactly. Okay, that is a. Uh, oof. Yeah, uh, that, you should have read the fine print. Yeah, exactly. And uh, man, that's well, that's bleak. Ooh, yeah, that's, I know. Right? That is a perfect Twilight Zone. Yeah, ending. that is a good one. Cause uh, yeah, and I imagine like it's not even a a contract that you know he can go to court. It's like. This guy is just magical. Yeah, exactly. And, like, he, he just appears and takes the kid and foofs away. See, I was gonna also think, like, alright, um, water kills the crops for some reason. Uh, <laughs> or, um, or that the man was really a plant in disguise, and it was, like, trying to take over the world with the plants. But, uh, I, I, I settled on the, the, the kid. Um, those, I think they're both good, but I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh, I mean, I like yours. Yeah, yours is fine, but uh, I do want to kind of go forth a little bit, just a little bit, and say I like the idea of him bringing this magical being to court to yeah. argue over <laughs> you know, the contract. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. <laughs> this is uh, Jethro McMillan. McMillan. <laughs> he claims that uh, that the contract was uh, was not specifically laid out and didn't realize that his kid would be the thing he gave up. He is, you know, suing for to, to retain his child, and to, and for ta uh, damages for damages. This is a uh, oily mixed snakeskin. <laughs> <laughs> he says that the the the, the wording of the contract was uh, was very accessible, and that his lawyers actually, you know, talked it over with him. He's countersuing for one hectare <laughs> for the other kid. <laughs> That, yeah. that would, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, like, I don't know what the arguments would be. Uh, you, you can't sell a child. Ah, but he signed a contract saying he did. Yeah, but contracts can't say, you, you can't contract for something illegal. Now, I imagine that he's in this court dressed, you know, in the same way he was, and, uh, now, Judge, before we render our final verdict, let me ask you something. What is the one thing you desire most? <laughs> I, I really would like a, just a good ham sandwich. Ah, ham sandwich. Let's see what... Like this? <laughs> I, I imagine he puts a few drops in, in this uh, flower uh, soil <laughs> and it grows, it grows a ham sandwich. <laughs> my my yeah. friend, what uh, what's well, the meaning of this? Yeah, try it. That is without 
hesitation, the best ham sandwich <laughs> this court will address. <laughs> well, I I don't know if I, 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 I all you have to do is all you have to do is bang that gavel in my favor, and uh, that rest of the ham sandwich is yours. Well, I'm just gonna finish it. Nope. He snaps his fingers, and the uh, the sandwich turns to sand. I need it. I need more. I need it. And the secret here is that that was human meat. <laughs> I don't care. Give me more. Uh, bailiff. Bailiff. Ah, Mr. Bailiff. Shoot him. Mr. Bailiff, what do you want? What do you desire more than anything else in the entire world? I just wish my children would come home. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Daddy. Dad. Oh. <laughs> It can't be! Are you gonna shoot me or not? Shoot him! Well, his gun turns to sand. No, he, the kids turn to sand. Yes. I can bring him back, just say the word. Uh, this guy's a monster. Yeah, like that. That's actually an interesting character. At this point, I imagine that the uh, that Jethro McMillan. I imagine that he's slinking out of court. Like, all right, I got off easy. Okay. Okay, this is a. Uh, uh, th this is beyond me. This is beyond the court. <laughs> Clearly this man answers to no court. <laughs> uh, would, would, it, would it eventually go to the Supreme Court? Because like, yes. I, I would imagine it would have to. Like you know, This man who can bring, uh, bring forth life from soil. <laughs> like, I imagine the... Um... Or is it like, like Bicentennial Man? Where uh, he brings something to life, and you know they they argue whether or not it's human. No, no, I I, I think it's a lot funny if he goes to the has to, the, tr the, the the situation gets taken before the Supreme Court. Yeah. Now I know that usually usually like it doesn't work like a like a regular courtroom in the yeah. Supreme Court. Usually they're they're just pouring over constitutional yeah. documents and stuff like that. But this man, I imagine he has an audience with them, like. Uh, <laughs> And tell me, Judge, or, and tell me, Justice, what is it that you that you wish for more than anything else in the entire world? Uh, balance, balance ah. between, uh, balance between the rights of man and the rights of the government. Ah, now that might be a tricky one, but let's see what I have up my sleeve. A gun. Uh, he was, shoots him. I was gonna do a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but first, try this ham sandwich. It does look awfully tasty. <laughs> now imagine that, um, like his biggest threat would be. Like, ah, you, sir, what is it that you desire? I desire nothing. That's Brayden. <laughs> <laughs> I just qu require peace and quiet. Uh, ah, well, maybe I have something. You're not giving me what I need. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> aren't you sure? Yeah. What if I have? I'm still not getting my wish. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's see what I got in my tricks. Uh, droop, 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 droop. Aren't you sure that you wouldn't rather have a new microphone set? No, I have no. enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, how about, uh, yeah, here's the most beautiful woman in the whole world. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, I, I, you gotta desire something, kid. <laughs> yes, I told you what. <laughs> Leave me alone, please. All right, but you have to sign this. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> all right, then I'm just gonna be loud and obnoxious the whole time. And, and I'm gonna call the police. And that is how we became roommates. <laughs> <laughs> and you never left since. <laughs> just banging on symbols every now and again. I can go away, all you have to do is sign. I have earbuds. Ah, yeah. I have more than one set of earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> now he's just becoming petty, he's gonna... He goes to the, the department stores and just steals all the earbuds that he can and wheels them in a wheelbarrow off a cliff. And I just deafen myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what are you gonna do now? New ears come out of the soil. <laughs> but they're they're big ears. Like I imagine they're uh, they're big Clark Gable ears. <laughs> yeah, come on, put them on. No. no. Put them on. What? Put. Ah. You know what? What? What, just my my ears melt? No, he just turns you to sand. <laughs> he clearly doesn't. Just, just, like, he, he gave up and just killed me. <laughs> and there's just a look of. <laughs> just a brief look of. Because I imagine it starts from the feet up. Oh, that's why I have plenty of time to reach you. Yep. <laughs> and it turns me into the soil for his next flower pot. And that's where the soil comes from, from the people he dusts. 
but your flower pot, for some reason, like everything just just grows weird and wonky and sad. <laughs> it doesn't grow anything. It's someone's. It's like salted the earth soil. <laughs> because he got that. He got that. Uh, that dust by ill means, basically. Yep. Like everything else he's done up until this point has been a. Uh, has been like almost legal in his own warped yeah. sense like you know all right they signed the contract they you know i gave them what they want and they in return gave me this and i turned them to dust but this is tainted almost yeah the 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 dust is like the dust of desire yeah like it, it's like you know powdered desire but uh since i i didn't get what i desired uh it's just the dust of dissatisfaction <laughs> like yeah like it can grow the best ham sandwich in the world but there's a band-aid in it <laughs> like thrup, thrup, thrup. come on just grow now and he's like slapping at the side of the pot yeah. mm. ah, what is this did you, you you wanted a reuben right no ah, well i know you said ham hold on let me try it again thrup, thrup, thrup. another reuben are you sure you don't want a Reuben? This might be a good Reuben. Okay. I signed a contract. Uh, I know what you're saying. I just signed a contract. Give me a second here. So he has to go to the store and like make the ham sandwich, and it's not very good. No. And it, it dissolves the contract. Yeah. <laughs> hey. No, 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 no. Come. <sighs> like it puts him out of business. <laughs> Uh, because he has to replenish the soil. Yeah, and... But it's, like, he's trapped. He, he's, he, he has this tainted soil that isn't... Like, he tries miracle Grow, and that doesn't work. It just makes the Reuben bigger. <laughs> it's a little moldy in the bread, yeah. too. Like, ah, I don't... I'm, I'm licked. Let me bring him back. Let me bring him... I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'm happier in the pot. I like being dirt. <laughs> Uh, is that your desire to be dirt? No. Ah! <laughs> it's a funny Twilight episode. It, it, really, it really is. Like the, the twist is that there is one, isn't one. <laughs> like the first half, I was like, "Oh man, that hits me, hits me right in the feels." Like that, yeah. that is such a ooh, that, that the weight of a human life, you know, and a father trying to save his farm. That's awful. And then at the end, like, what the hell happened? To this? <laughs> they just want a sandwich now. <laughs> And he can't make a sandwich anymore. I knew it went off the rails when he grew a ham sandwich in that flower pot. <laughs> that's that's the point. <laughs> I, I, I guess I guess it went off the rails when we tried to make a court yeah. drama for a human life. Turn it, turn. Yeah. So. Um. Yes. The uh, what's the name of the movie? Uh, it, Devil went down to Georgia. Okay, so. Not very good. Skip it. Uh, it's not the worst thing in the world, but uh, it's really not worth your time. Uh, it's it, it's bland, but uh, if you're just looking for uh, just uh, you know, if you're just looking to watch something and you know as background noise, it's not bad. But yeah, don't don't go into this thinking you're going to watch something great. Yeah. So uh, on that note. That'll do it. Uh, take it easy, everybody. Uh, toodaloo. That'll hold a little SOPs.